is starting recording, but I like to wait until it has that uh, little timestamp. up top uh, that Richard is recording this call, so apparently anything I say is now recording. Avoid legal snags. Wait, I just got a disclaimer. It said avoid legal snags by something. I probably should inform you that I'm recording this. <laughs> yeah, and um, I'm waiting for somebody to just jump in the room and do some kind of pornography thing. So That's only on Zoom, sir. We're using, uh, we're using Skype. We're using a good old-fashioned Microsoft product. <laughs> they'll, just, they'll, they'll just jump in. We're talking about games and bam, penis shot. Just drawing genitalia straight yeah. on the screen. I'm like, yeah, this, colored penis. this is what we've been missing this whole time for this podcast. Drawing Watch our, our ratings and reviews will go through the roof. Yeah. It's like that uh super bad movie. You remember Super Bad where he was like obsessed with drawing genitalia? You ever never seen that? it. I've never seen it. It was like a whole bit in the beginning where he's like, for whatever reason, um he just was obsessed with just drawing penises. <laughs> and he was like in middle school and then somebody like found his book and drawings and then like threw it on the ground and they were making fun of him. Like for whatever reason, that was like his thing. He had some kind of thing to do that. He just drew penises. Yep. Yep. All right. He didn't like them like that, but for whatever reason, he liked to draw them. Journal full of dicks. Yep. And it was like a journal full of like, it was weird, man. It was funny though. It's, 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 you know how comedies are nowadays. That stuff will never fly nowadays, but back at that time, it's like that. Probably not. Yeah. Hey, Emma Stone was in that movie, so. A young Emma like, Stone? One of her first ones, yeah. Before she was in Hong Kong and uh, Sleepy Dogs? Mm-hmm. All right, God let's bless. get the show on the road. God bless Emma Stone. I just watched her in, um, did you watch that clip I sent you where the, it's like on the streets with somebody, somebody that had the, uh, the Paul Rudd clip in it. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that's the guy who, uh, voices, uh, Tabone in the oh. Lion King. Okay. Yeah. He did one with Emma Stone. He was like, uh, where he was dragging her around. He's like, can you believe Emma Stone's not on Instagram? And people were like, what? You're not on the gram? Girl, get on the gram. <laughs> they were all like all these crazy comments. They were like, wait, that's Emma Stone. Let me give you a hug. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever his uh, on the street bit. Billy on the street. Yeah, I remember. That's that. it. That's it. Yeah. It's actually pretty damn good. It's funny. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, I've seen him. He's pretty good in a lot of movies. Uh, he's He was in uh, Parson Recreations. He was he played like the angry guy. Oh, he's always yelling, I'm not happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wind down to it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 109 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. Tonight, there's a rumor of a Super Mario collection. There's not a rumor of a new controller for the PlayStation 5. They've actually shown that off. Uh, Nier is getting, getting remastered. That is the original Nier. Uh, Nintendo Switch firmware update has rolled out with the requested features. Resident Evil 4 is getting a remake for some reason. And we have your April PlayStation Plus and Games with Gold from Xbox. And Sony has announced a play-at-home initiative amidst the coronavirus pandemic. I'm Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Cesar Concepcion II. Hello. Hey, do look, Cesar Concepcion II. Yeah, I look, uh, it's, it's growing on me. My head's, like, super small. You like that it has a smaller fit to it? Like, I don't know, it's just, it's just weird looking in the mirror and I'm like, my head doesn't feel like it like dies for the rest of my body. This probably doesn't translate well to audio, but Cesar is yeah. clean shaven, so you can actually see his. I w- it would feel weird to me to like feel this part of my neck again, right? Like to see it. <laughs> odd, right? It's like a little turkey part. It's just hanging. But there. you did this turkey part. You did this not that long ago, right? Maybe I, a year ago. No, I've had that beard for like almost two years. Really? Yeah. I was like, eh, let me do it now, and I was like, because I have to wear a mask, and I was like. I'm out of the office. If I don't like it, I can grow it back by, I think, 
we're realistically looking the earliest we'll go back into the office is June. So that's what's been floated to me. They're very uh, um, cautious. There's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, so. as they should. Yeah, so uh, it may not be that that quickly the the way they're talking. I might not be in there until the end of the summer. So it's I'm basically they're, they're trying to not just get get us in there at all unless we need to be in there. So to yeah. that point. So I've got a. Uh, I'm not going in. I went in briefly Thursday, last Thursday, to um to handle something on the physical side. You know how it works that mm-hmm. couldn't be done remotely. And then uh, I've got a machine that has to go to somebody tomorrow. That, but it's already at a coworker's house, so I just have to pick it up from them and take it to his facility. So it's uh, it's minimal impact, hopefully. Yeah, they uh, they were limiting on who comes in our building because we already had a level three cleaning for our whole building. So they're like, they're they literally told all of us like, yeah, we don't want you there. We just oh. clean the building. So like, yeah, please don't randomly show up. Yeah. What's a level three? Do you know the specifics of a level three cleaning? I I don't know. It's, some, it's something with the CDC. I don't know whatever whether their guidelines for level three. So you need to request that next time you go to the dentist. Like, I, I just I just know four. it took them it took them two weeks to clean almost like twenty five floors. So imagine it's like a bug bomb. Like it's uh things that they set up all around the place and just blow up these these like Lysol capsules. Why don't I just live in that and then I'll always be safe. Come out mutated like this. <laughs> more you have more than a turkey neck. <laughs> Sound like something from the Last of Us. Oh god, that needs to be my next uh, single player game. You saw it jump back in the top ten in the UK randomly. Let's see. <laughs> I guess people want to play a pandemic game. I guess for some reason. Well, I mean, I guess so. They're all jumping on it. We're like, it's coming out. It's definitely coming out in May. And it just got effed over by the whole pandemic. Yeah. Delayed. I'm surprised we haven't seen any other games recently. Oh, it's, it's coming. Yeah. They're probably checking out logistics and things like that. I mean, it's no, yeah, I guess they're just waiting to see until, like, you know, at, the, at this point. Like, realistically, we're not going to the office, so they don't want to do it far ahead. Because, I mean, at this point, you're going to delay a whole bunch of shit, and then you're going to have to look at it. Like, you got new consoles coming out. Then you got to sit here and spread it out between all this new consoles and new games, and it's going to be a mess. It's going to be a horrible mess. You think Last of Us is just going to straight up be a PS4, PS5 type type game? Anyways, I don't know, I don't know man. Those games are compatible on PS5. We just don't know if they're going to have some kind of smart delivery system like uh, right. Microsoft. Right. Because remember, you saw that whole little thing for Cyberpunk. They're like, we're not going to say anything until you know Sony announces something. We're not going to sit there and they basically say we're not going to sit there and create something on. Nothing. Right. Because somebody had asked them, like, hey, you're going to have the same type of thing for Sony? And they're like, well, well, they haven't announced anything with their console. So, I'm like, we don't know, basically, is what they're saying. They're already masters at getting stuff to scale, and they have external studios because, you know, they got The Witcher's running on Switch, and it runs on various PCs, and it's it's been getting patches for PS4 and Xbox One for quite some time. So, they're in I, it for I, the long haul, I think. Yeah, I would imagine that Sony would have something similar unless they're really that deep on like, hey, we want to get paid like a cut from these patches. But I would imagine they would be like, hey, we get paid either way if the game sells. So right. the developer wants a patch and go for it. You know what I mean? That's I guess that's the approach Microsoft's taking. That's, I would imagine the same thing with them. They're like, hey, I mean, we get the license for the game being sold anyway. So if you want to do a free upgrade to the next version, that's on y'all, you know. 
Yeah, it's, I don't feel like it's the same scenario as last time where you had a lot of PS3 people. You know, the PS3 didn't sell as well. It did towards the end, and it did by the time Last of Us came out, and that was a big system seller. But you had so many people that had skipped the Uncharted games and Last of Us and all that, and it was it was easy to get those remasters out on PS4 as far as, you know, not... Like, people weren't upset about, oh, God, this just came out on PS3. Why am I buying this again, you know? No, we, I think... Even those who purchased it and play it like we did, we recognized the benefits of that remaster, and then it was available for a whole new audience. I mean, you're right, because I remember when they were even trying to pitch the whole remaster thing, when people were bitching about backwards compatibility, they were just like, well, we got a lot of people who bought PlayStation this generation that didn't before, so they were, that right. was their big motive for doing a remaster. So. Right. But I could see if they did the if they did the machine learning backwards compatibility type thing that, that we're talking about, I could see them publishing like a Last of Us to ps5 version as a like a system pack-in yeah like it's no different from the SKU that you already bought for ps4 but for people who are just now buying the system and it's a special bundle they get this version of it with this console yeah uh russell's a prime example russell didn't play any of those uncharted games on ps3 but when that drake collection came out on ps4 he played through all three of them in like a weekend I think he beat Uncharted 2 in, like, one sitting. I think so, we all did. Yeah, we actually, we all did. Nobody could put that game down. Uh, Uncharted 4 is probably my closest to the one sitting. Maybe that took a couple breaks. Russell's taunting me about that one. It's installed. I need to play that one, too. Basically, I just need to play Naughty Dog games. And one of my games played is Jack and Daxter, so I'm on a, I guess I'm on a Naughty Dog kick for some reason. Yeah, you're starting from the bottom, almost. <laughs> the OGs. yeah. It's like, you'll, you'll get there eventually. It's like, I got to start from the, the first. I got to see their roots. I got to see what they came from. Yeah. Looking for Bruce Stan, uh, Stanley's name in there. Where is it? I know you're in here, you bastard. And then the Amy Hennig phase. Oh, God, yeah. All right. Speaking of back catalogs and remasters, um, Eurogamer reported that Mario, Nintendo was supposed to be doing a big 35th anniversary this year for Super Mario. And um, I guess this was going to be a big E3 thing, but uh, they're announcing remasters of Super Mario 3D World, Super Mario Galaxy, and a couple of other 3D Mario games. This is a, a rumor, a report that's been, what, validated by several other media outlets? This article's yeah. coming from Gamatsu. I think it came from, what was it, um, video game VGC, which has been VGC. a whole bunch, of, whole bunch of stuff apparently recently. So, uh, both reports claim a new entry in the Paper Mario series as well. Uh, we're pulling the news from Gamatsu on this one from Sal Romano. Uh, Venture Beat has gone up with its own report. It said Nintendo is pursuing something like a Super Mario All Stars 2 for the 3D Mario games. This would include Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and then Galaxy and Galaxy 2. It's likely 3D World may get its own separate deluxe style release. Pretty damn exciting, man. I'm digging it. I, mean, I don't have I, to play the would you buy this game uh, with this title. <laughs> I'm digging it. Yeah, because I think they said that, uh, I mean, I think all the plans is out the windows. Like you said, they were going to announce it around the E3 time. And then plus everything that's going on with the pandemic, he's like, you're don't know what's happened with your release schedule. I imagine we're lucky we're getting Xenoblade because all of that's probably been ready to go. I mean, you can pre-order it on the eShop and download it already. So I think that's yeah. why we're not having have a delay in that one. But it's already ready to go. I think everything, you know, anything from July forward, it's going to be fair game. So, 
This would be a hell of a collection, man. And uh, they go on to point out that this year you also have the Super Mario animated movie and the theme park attractions from Universal. Yeah, I think it's going to go all hand in hand. Because, I mean, it's what, the 35th anniversary this year for Mario. I'm more excited about the 35th anniversary for Zelda next year. And hopefully they'll do something similar. Oh, man. Just yeah. treat them right. And Metroid, too. Give Metroid some love. Because, I mean, we, we still got a whole bunch of like uh, Zelda Wii U games that we can port over. Yep. Easily. So. so we've got Mario collections before in the past. Not of the 3D ones. So I'm not, I can't knock that. But... And we've gotten a Zelda one of sorts with that collector's edition disc for GameCube. And then the Wii U was basically a Zelda machine. is not all but like two Zelda games available on the Wii U. I think we did this one time and figured out there's a couple that aren't on there and that's it. All the 3DO ones. The 3 <laughs> Wand of Gamelon. <laughs> all, the, all the weird story branch ones that take off. Yeah. But Seed, of, Seed of Evil or something. <laughs> We've never gotten a Metroid compilation. We've never gotten any... Um, Outside of Prime, right? Yeah, Yeah, Prime lets you unlock the first one if you beat it, right? That's that's about it. It didn't I have mean, Super Metroid and all these other things. We never got a 2D collection, let's put it that way. I mean, there we, we got go. The, with the Prime ones. On, I'd be uh, all over a skew with Fusion and Zero Mission and 2. Maybe like a port of that 3DS version of 2. I don't know. I think they. I think they'll have a lot of good shit coming out this fall. I mean, yeah. they're not going to have a new console coming out, so I think they're going to hit it heavy with a lot of their software. I think that's what they're saving it for. So. And we talked about um one of the leakers earlier this year was talking about be ready for lots of ports and remasters. So it may be on this scale. Makes sense. I'm I'm excited about playing Mario 64 again. I had that itch. Mario Sunshine. I mean, if it happens, boom. We could stream Mario 64. I wouldn't mind playing through it and getting those stars and beating it. Yeah. It'd be a fun stream. Play with one of the newer style controllers, either that Retro Fighter one or the... Um, I can't remember who makes the other one. Looks like the Hori Pad. I know what you're referencing because the Hori Pad is that expensive. Yeah, we use it when we played... God, it's expensive as hell. We use it when we play Blitz. All right. Sony reveals new DualSense controller. This just uh, came out on Twitter on, what, Tuesday of last week? Just out of the blue. Like, where did this come from? It's weird how, uh, I don't know what's, don't get me wrong, Sony's weird with their marketing this generation. It's like they're, I don't know what they're doing. I think they're they're trying to do it on purpose where they're trying to, like, give us little bits and make us want more. But it's, I just, I don't care really, but, because I know I'm at some point they're going to reveal it all and I can wait and, like, I'm going to buy a new console right the second, but I'm like, I don't know what's going on with their PR. It's weird, isn't it? It doesn't seem like it's weird. It's strange, but I like it. Yeah. Like I, I like the discussion that took off immediately that day where people... It's like the most like Instagram video game picture of all time behind the PlayStation 5 logo, it's, which you it, and I could have designed. It's working. I mean, they got a lot of people who love yeah. it. And they got a lot of people who hate it. I mean, no matter what, there's people <laughs> talking about it. I guess what that, that's what they want, good or bad. You know I mean? We, the conversation we knew... Yeah, the conversation's happening, and, and it's out there. We knew a lot about this. I can't remember if it was from leaks or it was from Mark Cerny talking about something. Well, he, mentioned, he, he mentioned about the you know the adaptive controllers. and. Yep. I mean, we just didn't see that new look where it looks like the fucking robot from WALL-E. So. 
Or uh, someone called it the Astrobot. It looks like it was modeled after the Astrobot bot. <laughs> yeah, it matches the the fucking uh, VR headsets. Like they're gonna gear us up to be all these uh, weird things for my robot. We're all gonna look the same with the DualSense controllers and fucking VR headsets on our head, walking down the street. DualSense. Did you saw you saw Dual Shockers is gonna change their name to Dual Sensors? <laughs> yeah, this is the first PlayStation uh, controller not that's not a uh, Dual Shock outside of the OG. PS1 controller. I think they're trying to, you know, send a message here that they're trying to do something different. Um, what I'm interested in is that a lot of those features like HD Rumble and, mm-hmm. well, they don't call it HD Rumble, it's called a haptic feedback. It's something that's already been done in the Switch, and then you have the adaptive triggers, which has already been done on Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what people don't realize is, like, they've had those things, but, you know, it's not been required by Nintendo or Xbox to use those things in every game. So I'm kind of curious to see if, if Sony's like, all right, we have these things you we prefer, we prefer you to use this in some type in every game, please. Right. You know, outside of you know what Forza, it's uh I don't think that adaptive uh, triggers has been used that often in, in other games. You know, there's some right. other here and there. And same thing with HD Rumble on the Switch. Not every game uses HD Rumble. You know, it's like yeah. it's it's cool that they had it, but it's like you know, it, not every game uses it. So I keep forgetting that they do have it. So. Right. I remember the the article that people had seen at a preview event or something. They were talking about Gran Turismo. They were playing Gran Turismo with one of these. I remember like you could tell the difference between the wheels being off the track. Like one one set of wheels was on the track, the other set was like veering off the road, and you could feel the difference in the controller. I know we talked about that earlier. So yeah, a lot of this, this a lot of this stuff was already out. Um, the PlayStation yep. button now looks like a PlayStation logo. It's not that circular dial looking uh, thing. We have no colors on the button, so we got them with the the solid colors. That's a bit strange to me. I'm I'm hoping this one is like a not a prototype, but just I hope this isn't the standard one. I'm not too keen on white controllers. And they get dirty quickly. They do. And um, I but I've I, we see my uh, Sony this generation with the multiple color uh, Dual Shocks. So I, I wouldn't be surprised unless these these Dual Sense controllers are very expensive to make. They've been good about that since the beginning. I'm most excited about uh, the, the USB-C charger. So. USB-C, baby, we're there. We made it. It's going to be like 15 minutes, 80% charge. You know, we made like, it I'm, at I'm last. Like, I want to control out of my console every time I get up to go to the bathroom. I'm like, fuck, I forgot it's connected. Dude, I'll admit, I've been playing a lot of PS3 recently. I, those controllers last forever. Oh, the yeah. battery on those is ridiculous. I forgot how good we had it. Even with the the fucking ones without Rumble Party, it lasts like six months. Oh my god, a six axis? Just the regular six axis? Pull out your copy of Lair. Let's go. Oof. Didn't Warhawk use the um the the motion sense to fly and stuff? Yeah. They tried. It's like, we, we, we don't have Rumble. We have to have something. Oh man, uh, the first Uncharted. Remember, you walk across the logs, and you would have to like balance the controller to get to get Drake across the logs oh, and yeah. stuff. Oh. Dying, dying constantly because of that shit. You Whoa. couldn't feel it. Oh, black and white, black and white. Oh. <laughs> and then Elena seeing Drake. <laughs> Nothing like taking you out of the immersion. <laughs> um, do we miss anything else? Uh, touchpad, light I bar. Couldn't, couldn't say Betty Roger because of the. The uh, six axis. You couldn't do what now? Save Eddie Roger <laughs> with the golden guns. Eddie, I thought Eddie came back in another game, but it was a villain that was like very much like Eddie. No, he died like 
he got overtaken by the horde, remember? Yeah. Because they were actually he remember Nate actually tried to save him towards the end. Yeah. He was like a sub boss. There was another boss after him, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was he was there to steal that uh somebody yeah he somebody uh, like that guy that uh Nate was chasing after high hard Eddie yeah because of the history that he had with Nate so goddamn El Dorado yeah <laughs> remember the Vita one where Sully just said that's what she said like fifty thousand times oh god every time they were rowing in the canoe or anything that's what she said that's just comeback <laughs> comeback for everything <laughs> who wrote this game. Um, God bless Sony Ben. The geniuses. Sir Nier is getting a remaster, and its title is quite a mouthful. That comes from Polygon. See if I'm I can Because this is the one we never got. We got the Gestalt one, which was the the one made for Western audiences. With the looks like a character they just cut out of the back of a uh, Gears of War. He's probably just sitting in the bar, like, "Hey, you, you, you're in this Nier game, okay." This is the one where they, the Japanese one, the replicant one. So, like they called up Epic and licensed the engine, and Epic was like, "You got to use this character. We've had this badass character mm-hmm. we planned. You have to use him." They didn't. We want tried to put him in Bulletstorm. They didn't want him. You have to use him. They didn't want him in Quantum Theory either. So you got to have. <laughs> okay, so the game is called Near Replicant Version One Point Two Two Four Seven Four Four Eight Seven One Three Nine. Fits the naming scheme of that. Expansion pack for the near Automata, so which was like a weird three something or something. Like that. that is some Kingdom Hearts ass shit if I've ever heard. Well, the only difference with this one, I think they're uh, in this one they're brother and sister, and in the uh, the American one they were father and daughter. So, so you play as uh, two characters. Like, how is this different than what we got before? It sounds like you know more about the Japanese one. Uh, well, this one, you know, in the American one, it's like you're playing a father and daughter, like the father's trying to save the daughter type thing situation. Mm-hmm. This one is the only difference is that it's a brother and sister because it's a younger, more anime looking character. So, okay. so it's like a brother and sister dynamic. Uh, it was it's, it was like that last bit in that last previous generation where they felt like they had to localize bullshit for us in America that we wouldn't understand. So and then they realized that people just like the, the porno games just like everybody else. So. <laughs> Stop trying to save the Westerners. Yeah. Give them the porno games. I was I always have fun at work when I show uh, one of my coworkers like uh, he talks about him and his daughter playing this game all the time. I'm like, hey, look at the, look at this shit on the eShop. It's like I don't have to make sure my daughter doesn't go through the eShop. He's like amazed at some of the visual novel stuff in there and how much they show. And he's like, oh god, I guess I have to be more uh, selective about what they go through in the eShop. <laughs> careful, careful. He's like, no, Nintendo. What happened? You were the only one I relied on. <laughs> I trusted you. Yeah. Throw this thing in the trash. Get the Wii U back out. Sensors. I mean, sensor everything. So what? What was? I thought when this came out, like my memory of this is that the our Xbox 360 and our PS3 were different versions. Or is, is that true, or do we just yeah. get like a? It was if, just different characters, and the story was different. Like I said, it's like I was a okay. brother and sister, and the father. I think the story was pretty much the same outside of just that the dynamic was a father and daughter for us, and brother and sister in Japan. Uh, and it was more of an anime-looking character in Japan. It was like that younger and more anime style. Where over here they made it more like the gears, like overly bulk and yeah, that uh tough look. I mean, it was just a localization thing. I guess they felt at that time that you know they were trying to get to that gears market. You know, it was they were trying to get to that American market because you know 360 was on top. So we have like, to make them a Space Marine. And you know, I guess you know not everything was a hit when they brought out all those JRPGs over here in, in 360. So it was like that weird phase, you know. That whole last generation, going from PS2 to PS4, remember that was the one where the, a lot of the Japanese developers kind of like 
lost their way and kind of like yeah. just kind of rediscover them because before there everybody's like oh we used to have all these great games from them and like there was like mostly everybody was focused on western development at that time and yeah. they kind of they were kind of trying to figure out their spot again They're like should we change should we stay the same and you know a lot of the there we had a lot of games that came out over there that we never got over here you know so we had a lot of missteps you had a lot of delays like just think of the last guardian like all the drama that it went through but then they found their footing like square enix has kicked ass this generation east and west um fucking capcom jesus capcom is smashing yeah and we'll get on to that later right so everything they do is gold right now uh that's the near story nintendo switch firmware this came out this 10. morning 10.0 baby we got there 10.0 ls perfect 10 yep we've been around for 10 years finally let's put that switch up there the judge from um, McDonough, Georgia, from Pasta Max, gives this Switch firmware a 10.0. There we go. Just uh, That's what we need now for the Olympics. We just show up the Switch, make sure they never update it again. They just know whenever <laughs> they do a dive, it's like, oh, that's a 10. Take it offline. All right, the big things that you're getting, uh, much-wanted features, including, this is from The Verge, including adding the ability for you to transfer your downloaded games directly from system memory to an SD card or vice Thank versa God. to free up storage at last, I know. Uh, the update also allows you to remap buttons on your controller, which is a big thing for a lot of people. I don't really run into that, but I know it's a it's a feature everything else has. Mm-hmm. And there are new user profile icons for Animal Crossing New Horizons characters. I have already changed mine to KK Slider. Well done, sir. Yeah, I have not was- seen that. First thing I did, I was like, fuck this uh, Triforce logo. Okay, case slider, here we go. You've had Triforce logo since day one, right? Uh, yeah, because I don't I look at the, every time they ask stuff, I'm like, eh. I mean, they got some weird stuff from Animal Crossing there, like some like some guy, random guy holding a fish like this. I'm like, I don't know who the guy is, but he's like this. I know. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's all the lore behind that guy. Yeah, he's been around forever. So, random so guy. Random. It reminds me of the PS3 avatars. Like, if you didn't play a bunch of games, you just got this random stock like you got a ninja that's doing the uh, John Travolta dance from <laughs> Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. and then like a uh, Warhawk character and like Drake's face and <laughs> Killzone Hellgast. Sony's always had weird themes and avatars. It's like I don't know who they just grant licenses to everybody. There's like a lot of weird bullshit on there. With that, I'm listening. They're like, all right, whatever. I mean, you know, whatever. I, I guess at the end of the day, it's choices people buy, it, so that's why they keep doing it. Be cool to have. I know Rare made them for Xbox, and it was like its own. You remember all that Avatar stuff? You could make the T-shirts and hats, and like I actually made um, Revolver Ocelot. I got enough clothes, or used a cowboy thing, or something. Mm-hmm. I, I was Revolver Ocelot for a while. But it would be fun to, you know, how we get these, um, like especially on PS3, and it seems like on Switch. Like if you play certain games, you get those avatars in the game. It'd be fun if they moved like the PS2 memory card saves, like. You know, you got a Katamari one, and it was the prince that could just a, a GIF or something. You know, something that base that moved basically. It didn't have to be like an FMV or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Next gen, man. Next gen. That's what they'll bring it back. They bring it back. PS uh, PS2 avatar logo. <laughs> Moving avatars. I mean, the only, the only thing we're missing now from the Switch. I mean, the only thing we're realistically missing is what like um, organization for games, like mm. folder management that we've gotten from the Wii U, like after one year. Yeah. I'd like to be able to see more. Like I know you can go all the way to the end and select like see all, mm-hmm. but I'd like to, I'd like to keep that on. Like you have to select that every time. I'd oh, like yeah. to see all my games at one time. Yeah, like 
I don't know. Some you know X- Xbox is the same way. They always like hide that in there away. I'm like, why can't I just load this? I don't play the other shit. Just yeah, give me to the games or make no, that X- an option. Xbox is extra weird because they tear off all your games. There's like gold games, Game Pass games. Like you, if I've downloaded something, I can't remember which service it came from. It's like this whole extra bullshit that I have to look through to try to find it. Yeah. Like, did I pay for that license, or was that a Games with Gold five years ago at this point, you know? And the whole Game Pass section, you're like, well, do I own this? Do I have to worry about it going away? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Next gen, baby. All right. Uh, back to the Capcom story again. This comes from Gematsu. They are reporting via a VGC report again. They're being, uh, their credibility is being put to the test here. A remake of Resident Evil 4 has entered full production at Osaka-based M2, the studio founded by former Platinum Game President Tatsuya Minami, with an estimated release window of 2022. Yeah, I think this one has a blessing of Mikami, too. They try to, get, they try to poach him over and uh, help with development, and he, he's, still, uh, he's still trying to go through uh, Ghostwire. I guess he wants to see that through. So he didn't leave uh, Tango. Tango, but you know, you know, they have went through the whole bit that the whole M two was supposed to be named after Minami and Mikami. They just Mikami just never came over because you know he's still doing what he's doing at Tango. So, uh, but that was the whole name name behind M two supposed to be Mikami and Minami. So you um, took you took my joke because I was saying I was gonna say that I already thought Resident Evil four had been remade as uh, Evil Within. That that works too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, a lot of people argue that we need a Resident Evil 4 remake. Most people say no. I say yes because of that many bull time shits. We got HD remasters of uh, like bullshit versions of Resident Evil 4 floating around. I think there's so many bullshit versions of Resident Evil 4, and they all vary on which one's better to play. Yep. You know, what? just make one definitive one. Yep. I just think a lot of people were scared because uh, M2. Was very uh, liberal, uh, was very liberal in the changes in Resident Evil Three, or it, it's a very different game. But I enjoyed the changes in Resident Evil Three because Resident Evil Three wasn't really story driven. That was mostly like they, like you know, you've heard that development story where that was kind of like an expansion to two. You know, that was, yeah. was kind of like stuff they didn't put into that they had ideas for, and they kind of tacked the story on there. I think I really, really enjoyed Three, this generation. Yeah. Some purists out there was like, nope, it's not the same thing. But you're always going to have that. So yeah, but, but they played it. They played it faithful to the original Resident Evil Three, right? That was a totally different game than one and two. Yeah, I mean, this one's still my my idea is more action oriented, and it still fits that bill. I I yeah. really like it, and it's like uh, this is one of the most. And I'll talk more about that games played. This that was one of the most enjoyable Resident Evils I played because of the whole fact like it doesn't have the whole uh, exploration aspect I talked about last week. I prefer like every bit where I'm going down the alleyways and trying to conserve ammo and and I see zombies and it's like I treat everything like a puzzle. You know, like all right, I can take these guys out here. I have no choice but to take these guys out here. I can just run past these guys and save my ammo. Right. It's more of a strategic uh, gameplay in this one. Uh, the only bullshit was the boss battles. So it's the boss battles in this is a lot more harder and they don't really point everything out like they're when you find nemesis there's like there's certain things they want you to do but they don't really like oh maybe i should do this it's like you have to sit there and like oh, okay they gave me this weapon i need to use it this way and figure it out so gotcha um i i'm in agreement with you on a remake for resident evil 4 i think that's the thing that's fine this is actually the only resident evil game i've ever beat 
but it, it was such a departure from all the ones before it, and it set such a standard for games for the next, what, 10, 15 years minimum? Like, we're still mm-hmm. seeing we're still seeing this formula uh, adapted in this type of action horror game. But why not add some quality of life features from from games since then? Mm-hmm. You can borrow a lot from, from things that have come out since, what, 2004, 2005? But, yeah, and it's like you said in the Jimasu article here, like, they talked to Mikami, he gave his blessing, and then he also kind of, he gave his, like, his advice, like, here, if I was going to do something differently, I'm assuming what he said, if I was going to do something differently, this is the direction I would go in. So I'm thinking awesome. they're going to... I think they're going to take his words well since he, you know, he created that genre and they're like, okay, we'll, we'll take his advice and run with it. And I'm probably sure he'll probably have a lot of input to probably bring it to him and have it, have him test it. So I imagine he's probably going to not much in development, but they'll probably use a lot of his feedback. It's good. Yeah. I'm excited to see like a full unveiling or, you know, an official announcement. I mean, it might be well. I mean, they already leaked out what eight, which was supposed to be the release for next year. I mean, we're moving to this point now where they finally got Resident Evil on a yearly release schedule, almost Call of Duty style. So, uh, I'm okay with this because they're quality and people are buying them. So, I mean, what we got left after this? So, at some point, they have to do. They can keep going with Resident Evil Nine, finish out that first person trilogy. Code Veronica. Code Veronica, and then at some point, you get into five and six. At that point, would you remake five? Or would you like reimagine five, kind of like they did with three? You just you just replayed a zero and the original. Would you re reimagine those? I, I don't know. It could be at that point where we. I guess they're listening to the audience because this is all based off the audience where we got three. So um, the only one that we're not the only one that everybody's going to be uh, weird about is what eight because they're saying that's a, like the big departure. It seems like Castlevania, so it has like witches and werewolves and folklores and it takes place in Europe right around where Resident Evil 4 took place. So the rumor I saw was village, like they spelled out eight in the village, just yeah. like they did Biohazard for seven. And like Chris Redfield's the villain in there. It was like it's, it was weird. So that is strange. Yeah, they said it was supposed to be what Re- it was supposed to be Resident Evil Revelations three, and they liked it so much that they decided to make it the main entry. So I thought they had kind of left off on Revelations. Yeah, they went they went with uh, Claire Redfield and you know Barry's daughter, which that might get weird later on. Yeah. <laughs> You're thinking about the lore. Well, um, I mean, there's there's some things that happened in Resident Evil Three that uh, would kind of create a time paradox with that. Okay. <laughs> which would like. Make Resident Evil Revelations two not matter. Interesting lore. I will have to look into that later. Not on air though. Uh, <laughs> As you're thinking through it, I see the wheel spinning. Yeah, I'm like, I'm sitting here like, wait a minute, they're, they're... I'm like, I'm... ah, fuck you, phone. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. So April games with gold and PlayStation Plus titles were announced kind of unceremoniously because everything going on. We're getting some good stuff on both. Yeah, because uh, was it uh, Sony was what uh, Charter Four and um, Dirt Two Point Dirt Rally Two Point Yeah, you're correct. Um, Xbox Games with Gold gives you Project Cars Two and Fable Anniversary, which we universally panned as a game club game. <laughs> Still, it's going to be a good game for somebody. 
Um, Games of Gold subscribers will also be able to download two more titles on April 16th, uh, Knights of Pen and Paper and Toy Box Turbo. Those are actually available now. I think they just went up tonight. So by the time you hear this podcast, they'll be available. Yeah, go look for them. <laughs> yeah, go look for them. Like a damn Easter egg hunt. Yeah. Oh, God. Speaking of, speaking of Easter eggs. Fuck <laughs> that, that zipper bunny thing. We'll get to that in games play. Um, it's not included with PlayStation Plus, but Sony has announced an initiative uh, in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Sony's giving away games and $10 million to indies. This comes from Polygon. Sony Interactive Entertainment is encouraging PS4 owners to stay at home during the excuse me during the coronavirus pandemic by giving away two games, Uncharted, the Nathan Drake Collection, and Journey. Both PS4 games will be free to download, no PlayStation Plus required, and free to keep forever starting uh, by the time you hear this podcast today, April 15th. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this, is a great, uh, this is a great initiative. It's very nice. Jim Ryan. They didn't have to do it, so. No, they didn't. And there's a Jim Ryan quote in here. <laughs> Our favorite Sony executive. <laughs> Who would play these games? <laughs> <laughs> Who would stay at home and play these games? I'm just giving them away for free. His quote says, during these days of physical distancing, fans have turned to gaming for moments of respite and enjoyment, Ryan said. At Sony Interactive Entertainment, we are privileged to bring this much-needed entertainment. We know this is just one small step, and we are thankful to be able to offer this support to our players, our communities, and our partners. Um, The $10 million fund for indie developers was not detailed. Ryan said that more information on how indie devs can participate will be revealed soon. So you can get both of those games. It's actually four games. Uh, April 15th through May 5th. So what's that, about three weeks? Yeah. This yeah. is an this is an awesome goodwill gesture. Uh, we'll, probably, we'll probably see other companies do the same thing. It's that kind of thing right now where everybody's kind of like, uh, you see a lot of good shit coming out for free, so. Yep. They're, they're, everybody's trying to like, hey, we know, you know, whatever helps to get, get through it right now. Good goodwill gestures. I like mm-hmm. I like seeing that. I like I seeing mean, um, Epics opened up their catalog for streaming for people to have more content to view. Yeah, and was it Apple Apple Plus got select That's stuff, it. HBO got yeah. some select stuff for free. You know, yeah. that one show I wanted to watch on Apple Plus is is included. So probably watch that one, the Space Race one. Yeah, yeah, the whatever the mankind. Mm-hmm. The alternate history one, which is interesting, where Russia wins the uh, space race. You had an anime minute last week, so I'll, I'll go on a TV minute here briefly. Speaking of the epics package that you can watch on, we watched it on YouTube TV, but I think I saw it on Hulu and something else. Um, where was it at? Anyways, just look up epics. They've opened up their catalog to for a bunch of free stuff. We went through uh, the war, the War of the Worlds, the BBC version mm-hmm. of it. It was excellent. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Do they still die from the virus at the end? They don't. This is the end of the first season. I think they're going to keep going. Mm. It's it's very bleak. This is a very dark take on War of the Worlds. This isn't the Tom Cruise version. This isn't the, uh, was it? Spielberg. Cary, Cary Grant or somebody, the 1953 one. Mm-hmm. This is not that version of War of the Worlds. This is it's dark, it's depressing, it's there's no hope when you think characters are gonna make it out of a situation. They took it, War of the Worlds and they made it with uh, Walking Dead. Um, that's probably an accurate description. Yes, there are definitely some Walking Dead cues littered through this. 
even down to the um, you know the the aliens aren't the worst enemy; it's the other humans that are still around type thing. Which usually it is. It's always humanity's uh, enemy. But I highly recommend, man. We couldn't put it down. That was as it's eight episodes and they're fifty minutes a piece, and we couldn't stop. We we destroyed it in like uh, Friday session. Friday night session was about three episodes that left us both in tears at the end of episode three. So prepare thyself. And then uh, through Saturday, we knocked out the other five and we were done. Very good. Very good show. Highly recommend. War of the Worlds. Epics. Uh, do you want to get on the games plates or are we done with news? Yeah. And thank you for uh, taking care of all the news. Even putting the remar- remastered a bit in there with Nier. <laughs> and I think I, you're supposed to capitalize the R at the end of Nier, aren't you? Isn't that the proper like type font? I I'm just I can't unsee remastered. I don't. Even, I <laughs> that's the only thing. That's yeah. the only R you're concerned with is remastered. It's like the the greatness and the the English typos in me where I like must repair English typo. Rs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like it's like me where I'm like I know I'm getting O because I'm, I'm putting down there. Does this make sense? And I'm spelling sense with S I N C E. I'm like what the fuck? I'm like this never happened before. I know it's C N E S E. Like when did I start doing that bullshit? Like that's like elementary mistakes where like make sure there's four different versions of there don't fuck up you know I'm i was about like, to say i've recently done it with there and felt like an idiot i'm sitting there like well i knew i know better than this i think this i don't know if happens I, to me i don't think i'm dumb i just think my brain's got to that point where like we're just fucking lazy i'm like yeah. like it's there but i spelled it with t-h-e-i-e-r <laughs> we're so used to it. we're so used to the auto correcting that it's not going to grammar correct over us motherfuckers Games played. Are we going to celebrate the death of the Zipper the Bunny first? Fuck that thing, man. That's a crazy ass thing. Just jump. I don't, I don't even. I At some point, I I didn't even get the fucking toy at the end. And I was like, I was glad. Because it's like, he wanted you to do that whole one. He shows up Bunny Day and he's like, hey, find these eggs and build these things. And you get surprised. And it was just like a toy egg of him. And I'm like, I'm glad I didn't do it. I'm That's not what the, it was? I, yeah, I'm not at the point where I'm like have to unlock every fucking thing in that game like some people were, and I'm like I, I, I sit there and I, I play that game for about I, I, I saw credits roll, damn it, I beat that game. So now at this point, I'm just like an auto, auto, I'm just cruise control basically. Like yeah, I'm just, just playing it for enjoyment. So at this point, I'm just like doing the bullshit Nook plus Mile stuff, and you know I got two more upgrades left in my house, and after that, it's just like me fishing and catching bugs and finishing out my fossils until. We know at some point some expansion is going to come out. Yeah. So it's going to be more story bits. So, I mean, I was kind of amazed. It's like 40 hours in. I saw credits. I'm like, I didn't, it came out of nowhere. It's like, I did the bit where, and it's like, oh, that was it. <laughs> I think it was like six in the morning. I'm like, all right, I beat the game. <laughs> I had like, you know, like 30 minutes before work. It's like, let me get it in. And so I was, like, I was like, all right, cool. Wasn't planning on beating the game at this point. Yep. This is done. My body wasn't ready. Anticlimactic. Let's roll credits. Show Trade into GameStop for ten dollars. Yep, that works. So I did. Um, I had this grand idea. I did his little first bunny hunt where you bring all six eggs to him and he gives you a basket. So I did that. Yeah. And then I had been getting all these fucking eggs. I'm trying to fish. I'm trying to dig up fossils. I'm trying to, you know, there's presents floating by. I was getting eggs for everything, and I was like. I'll try to craft all his shit, whatever, and I put it in my, I put it in storage, right? All the time I got the eggs, so they weren't filling up my inventory. That's what I did. So too. I was like crafting bullshit and just left it in storage. I, was, I wasn't walking around in that fucking bunny dress. I was like, no. So I go to the, but I did make the dress. I, I'll elaborate on that in a little while. I did as well. Yeah. 
So, so I did uh, at the at, on the last day on actual Easter on actual Bunny Day. I start crafting all this stuff, and then I realize like I don't even have all. I have no clue how many of those DIY thing recipes there are. I'm just fucking doing this to do this. Why am I even doing this? No, stop. So I, I made what I made. I had leftover eggs. I sold every fucking egg thing I had to the Nook uh, twins. And all the eggs. I got rid of everything. Fuck all this stuff. I don't want any of this stuff. I kept um, I kept the egg book bag because it looked really cool. And I kept the egg dress because my daughter has started a villager and moved into my Animal Crossing village. How's she and, like? Um, all right. So the main thing she wants to do in a game is shake trees and hope that wasps come out of it. That's that's the game to her. That's the, that's that that element. The one thing that people fear is what she wants. <laughs> basically yeah but because uh, that's what she saw she saw me get stung a couple times she's like all right i gotta shake the trees and look for wasps but i have to admit like she's learning to read so some of the words she can recognize i'm reading like the whole you know sending the villager to the island doing all that stuff i had to read every bit of that to her and it was exhausting for 20 minutes just for me to narrate this this game and read it to her as she hits a to skip through these menus and i see her start getting bored like She's like us through a cutscene, like Metal Gear or something, where she's just like getting more and more relaxed. Like she ends up laying on her back and hitting A on the controller, just trying to flip through all that dialogue because none of it's spoken. It's I'm reading it to her. So after her first night, you know, the next day she wants to play. She's like, Dad, we got we got to play. I had sent her a letter and put the dress in the letter, and I I wrote the letter out with words that she knows, and you know I put her name, and I said, uh, here is a dress to get you started love dad and she you know she read through everything and then she knew the present was down there she opened the present and she couldn't read it so she just put it on i was like go ahead and hit it and hit where and it was uh the book bag and then she put the dress on man she just freaking she went crazy she was running around outside of the tent with just the book bag and the and the dress on like just eating it up she loved it so i think we're gonna we're gonna start doing this letter back and forth um She's really handicapped starting off because I forgot, you know, it takes a while to get a shovel and then you get a fishing pole and then you get this and this and this. Mm-hmm. Like she literally just wants to shake trees, but then she'll see something and go, oh, I want to catch a fish or there's a spot for a fossil. I, I need I need a shovel. Yeah, I don't dig here. Yeah. Yep. I think instead of it, it gating her, like gating her progress on that, I'm just going to make those items and mail, mail them to her. Since I have the DIY recipe and stuff like that, I'll just send them to her. Makes sense. She, uh, she likes it a lot. She likes talking to the villagers. Um, Flo, I have two villagers still. I don't have any more than that. I've got to ask you how to progress on this because it's, it just, I'm not worried about it. It is what it is, but I still have my original two. I have Flo the penguin and Tank. He's a rhino that's obsessed with working out. Like that's all he talks about is sweating and getting my, his iron on. My workout guy is like uh, an elephant. I even took a, like a, a photo like five of my villagers in the square just all working out together at the same time. I'm sitting there like, what the fuck's happening? I'm like running around doing shit, and they're just like, oh, oh, and it's like all of <laughs> them in sequence. I'm Come like, join us. <laughs> oh, they're in sequence? Like one of, yeah, they're all in sequence. That's what I was laughing. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? It's fucking creepy. Like a weird-ass 1980s like uh, Japanese factory where they're like, we got to do our more weekly exercises before we start work, you know? And then you see the Macintosh lady come in swing, swinging the yeah. hammer, and she throws it at the screen. <laughs> Uh, I, I had to take a picture of it because I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I'm like, I'll show, I'll, I'll send it to you. It's like, I'm, I'm like, what the hell? They're all like all in sequence while wearing workout gear. I'm like, I'm, mean, I'm sitting here running around with a net trying to do shit, and they're over there all working out. I'm like, what the fuck? But uh, 
Flo's a penguin, and um, she's just kind of she's just kind of there. She doesn't have really have any traits, but she says "cha" at the end of all her, like everything she says ends with "cha." And the tank guy uses "kerpow." But when uh, Charlotte ran up to ran up to Flo, the penguin, my daughter, uh, she was like, "Hey, I heard you were coming. It's so good to meet you." And as I was reading this, she's just amazed. Like, how did the penguin know I was coming? She was super excited by that. So there's there's been some cool moments where. You know, it's things that may have impressed us. They impressed us in the GameCube, you know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. But they're hitting her, especially she's learning to read and the script goes across. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, it's been a fun experience like that. So about my progress, I have a bridge DIY kit, but it, it involves log stacks. And I don't have anything to build log stacks. I don't know where you get that recipe at. You have to, uh, I think you they, either you go into the um, purchase it from the Nook store. If you go into like the little fridge area, there's like a you can purchase a a bunch of like DIY recipe collections. I have to look in there from, then. Or from the ATM, there's also like a collection with a bunch of DUI recipes and it's in there. So, because at some point you have to like you get your first two villagers and then you yep. have to like build the bridge. Yep. And then at that point you go to Nook and you tell him, all right, what's next? And he'll like, okay, I need you to build. Three more houses because they're going to try to do the whole KK Slider story. So we need, we need more people for KK Slider. You have to do the campground, then build three houses, and then the three houses include like um, doing like wood based stuff, metal based stuff, and all that stone based stuff. Okay, three houses. He told me about that, and he told me about the bridge. I got to build the bridge first, but it's doing that. I got to have the log stacks. It's pissing me off. Yeah, you just have to buy the the diy or dui or diy diy uh i like that i like that way better yeah the diy Uh, recipe oh god (laughs) get five get uh 15 empty cans get four tires yeah i'm the one visiting your (laughs) island and i just keep fucking fishing out cans i'm like what the fuck's happening in this island and everybody's just drifting on the river on the tires just drinking beer all the people are the, all the villagers are on this lazy river yeah <laughs> I re- my river is the same way as a perfect circle they would just go around the ocean and pull back around oh but that's what that's the design that i have yeah my daughter's my daughter's gonna be like why can't we play animal crossing anymore like, no that's not the game for you anymore no more <laughs> we uh <laughs> we hit a new age limit with that one we did <laughs> new horizons <laughs> yeah you hit new horizons that was pretty good. All right, but, so I got uh, that. I'm so glad the bunny's gone. Hallelujah. The game is back to us at last. <laughs> Fuck that bunny. Ch- and the cherry blossoms are gone, too. Yeah. Uh, both of my girls, they love watching when I go do fossils during the day, and Blathers does that. Rah! He does that oh. surprise thing because he's sleeping. Like, yeah. yep. it's, a, it's like a piano hit almost. Uh, they love it when they see him doing that. I'm like, what? what is the, why are you laughing? You just woke him up. It's awful. It's mean. Yeah. Go wake up the owl. You got a fossil. Go wake him up. Good you ass. Have, uh, then you have his sister Celeste out there telling you about seeing shooting stars, which I can never get pulled off. So I'm like, eh. oh, his sister comes eventually. Yeah, she's like, hey, if you look in the sky and see a shooting star, and you press A, then you can collect it. And apparently, you can collect the different constellations like uh, Cancer, Sagittarius, Aries, and Scorpio, and then make stuff out of it. Cool. I haven't seen shooting stars yet. I guess it shows up when she comes up. 
Yeah, she'll explain on how to do it. It's like you have to look at the sky and, and hit the A button as you see it come across. And I'm like, I could never figure it out. I'm like, well, I guess I'll never get this done. So whatever. We need to arrange a time to to go across islands so that I can start sending you stuff. Like I get surplus recipes and stuff all the time, and I'd I'd rather send it to you than just sell it to one of the Nook kids. Yeah, those things uh, they keep repeating after each other. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Oh, they do. Thank yeah. you. It's like one of them's quieter than the other. Yeah. Welcome to the shop. To the shop. It's like Brick from uh. It's like the fucking the twins from uh The Shining in there. <laughs> Tommy and Timmy, the twins. Yeah. Uh, what do you have on Animal Crossing, sir? You just uh, you wrapped it up, you beat it, and that's it. I mean, that main storyline I got in there is done. Right now, it's like uh, I was speaking earlier on. It's just cruise control. Like I'm just building the last two expansions on my house and paying out the ass and the mortgage and working on my island rating, which I think I can't get above a, a three for whatever reason. So like it's. They, somebody's always bitching about something not being done and I know who it is because I know their mannerisms and they're like, here's your feedback and I know it's the, the fucking dodo birds bitching about something. I'm like, you guys are in a fucking airport. What? Get off my re- evaluation reports. I'm like... I didn't think they were real villagers. I thought they just ran the Oh, they, they, the leave, uh, they leave feedback. Yeah. They're like... Oh, wow. And it's like they do in their voice. I'm like, I know who the motherfucker is. I'm going out there and taking his ass out. Yeah. Coming there with an axe. Just start whooping them. Oh my god! Just yeah, start whooping them with the net. I'll, I'll put more stuff around the island as I start hitting them with it. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'll show you a flightless bird, motherfucker. Yeah. Reason why you're extinct, you mother. <laughs> <laughs> Damn dodos. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll go the rest of my games play, and it's not a whole lot. All right. So as I talked about last week, I was pay- playing Jack and Daxter. Um. The so the way the level progression works is you have to have power cells and power cells open up new areas that kind of thing. So I got to a new zone and there's like four levels within this zone and it didn't the game didn't start off like this. The game was kind of gating progress and that kind of stuff. So I literally have no clue what to do. There's like it's almost like you know Mario 64. You get the pop 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 and it would tell you you know shoot for the star in the sky or something like that. It would be a hint like. That's kind of built into Jack Jack and Daxter, but it is not clicking with me for some reason, or I guess I'm just too old. So I actually went on eBay, and I got this. This stuff probably doesn't translate well for visual or for uh, audio podcast. Uh, 30 massive games for only $14.99. Premise strategy guide. Hot strategies for cool games for PS2. I was like, this is it. It's got a ton of great games. Most of them are launch-esque window titles. Ace Combat 4, Shattered Skies, Blood Omen 2, Dark Cloud, Devil May Cry, Eve of Extinction, Grand Theft Auto 3, Gran Turismo 3, Ico, Jack and Daxter, Maximo Ghost, and Glo- Ghost to Glory. And both versions of Code Veronica, the most uh, important one on there. Why is that? Code Veronica and Code Veronica X. Red Faction, Soul Reaver 2, Time Splitters. I'm like, all right, I got this. It's got it's got all these games. It's a big guide. It's going to tell me you know, where I need to go next for Precursor Orbs, that kind of thing. This is the worst fucking piece of garbage guide I've ever encountered in all my years of enjoying and collecting strategy guides. It looks very first basic. off, first off, it's fucking in black and white. Okay, it's in black and white. So I noticed something's off in Jack and Daxter. Start so start flipping around. I'm like, I don't know what's up with this guide. Something's not. Something isn't right. Okay, the the Grand Theft Auto Three guide is. 
five pages front and back. It's general strategies for the games. Like tips and tricks, basically. Yeah. That's it. This is a back of the magazine bullshit. But you look at it, that looks legit, right? That looks like a legit guide. And it, they sold this for fourteen ninety nine. Someone fucking bought this at one point. I paid eight dollars on eBay. So I get a Jack and Daxter, right? They talk about the first three levels and they talk about the last two levels. That's it. Nothing about where I'm at. So I look at Ico. I see Ico's in here too. It literally goes from chapter two to chapter six. I'm like, fuck this guy. This is bullshit. So I found that actual Jack and Daxter one. So I'll I'll probably catch you back up on some more of that next week. I was so disappointed. I'm like, how does this even happen? Does it have it's the all these? Does it teach us how to beat Siren in that one? Uh, Siren might have been later than this. Nope, no Siren. Time Splitters Uno. Twisted Metal Black. Uh, Virtual Fighter 4. Onimusha Warlords. But it's probably like, Onimusha is probably like the first two maps. It's just not even... I sent the seller a comment. I was like, it's it has nothing to do with the item. It has nothing to do with your handling of it. Nothing like that. Everything was great. Fast shifting, all that stuff. I was like, this guide is trash. It is unusable. What are we looking at? Onimusha? All right, so it tells you about documents, stances, and shows a bunch of items. Uh, and it gives you maps for orbs. And then that's it. And then it goes into Red Faction. As it does when you play Onimusha. You're treated to a few images from the upcoming sequel to Onimusha Warlords. It has us on the edge of our seats. Unlike this guide. Very hostile. Yep. Um, I talked about the girls playing Animal Crossing. My oldest is playing Animal Crossing. Um, all I have hooked up upstairs working from home is my in my office is I have a Switch dock up there, and then <clears throat> I have the PlayStation 3. I mentioned playing some of that in the middle of moving, and that's where Jack and Daxter came from. Uh, they didn't want to play Jack and Daxter, so they were actually taking turns all this past week on um, Crash 3. I have a PlayStation 1 Classic, a Crash 3 on there. And they love the, the moving levels, like the jet ski or the tiger, you know, the ones that move automatically. Yeah, and, vehicle type stuff. Yep. They just take turns uh, dying back and forth and laughing at the animation. You know how Crash has a different death animation with every what? every death he has? Yeah. The yep, where he, like, he goes up in smoke or like rolls over. The boulder rolls him over and he's he looks like the roadrunner. He's flattened. It's, uh, it's like you said, it's very uh, Looney Tunes. Extremely. You can definitely see that influence. And uh, Super Rub-A-Dub. Do you remember Super Rub-A-Dub? The one remaster we need. I would agree because this gameplay still holds up and they laugh their asses off playing this game. Because I forgot the element of... Uh, for those uninformed, uh, Super Rub-A-Dub, there's a long history with PlayStation and Rubber Ducks and rendering them properly. And this game kind of capitalized on that. You used the six-axis controller at the time to lead rubber ducks around a... Um, you have a big rubber duck, and you have to pick up smaller rubber ducks and lead them from one part of a maze to the ending of the maze and try to rescue as many ducks as possible. And there's obstacles, there's sharks, there's, uh, there's borders of the maze that don't have walls, so you just go flying off, and it kills all the ducklings that you have with you. It's kind of like the uh, you know little... Um, plasticky marble games with the cardboard backing where you try to slide the marble mm -hmm. around 
it's that concept with the six axis with the ducks but it's it's uh it's the soundtrack's real bubbly and fun and the the ducks quack when you pick them up and the sharks look like sharks that would be in a bathtub and they just they totally dig it and they're awful at it but they have a lot of fun flipping the ducks around and trying to that lead was them a to the Japan studio game right I think it was yeah that was like the like you said it was something to sell that uh six axis controller like the I'm... technology behind it I'm pretty sure I got my PS3 that spring right after launch, and I'm pretty sure it's the first PSN game I got. Uh, I think you're right. It's probably the same for me. Yeah. I believe but, I got Super Rub-A-Dub, and oddly enough, the first Crash, I think, was the first uh, PS1 Classic I got on there. Because it took them a while. Remember, I don't think they really had anything in that store until that spring. Because they, yeah, they were getting their online store I was trying to get taken off. Yeah, it was just like a static. It was a static image. It wasn't even like a, an interactive store. It was just a, a URL pulled up when you launched it. Mm-hmm. Yep, those were the days. But uh, they love that man. The, the PS3. There's so many gems on there, and I have so many PS1 classics and um, RPGs and platformers. And we were talking a couple weeks ago about the PS2 and just the scope of the games and titles that are available on it. Man, PS3 was right fucking up there. Mm-hmm. And it plays music CDs, DVDs, Blu-rays. That I watched some Death Note on it on the Blu-ray. Hell of a machine, man. That's it for my games played, sir. Bunch of random stuff. Yeah, mine's not as much. I mean, we already went over Animal Crossing. I got into my whole bit with Resident Evil Three earlier, so I mean, did you did the... you finish it? No, uh, okay. I'm at the halfway point of the game where. Uh, it gets bullshit where you're all right. You got to hold down this little uh, hotel law, lo- hotel hospital lobby, and like you have to guard this room, and like you can hordes of zombies in coming at you. And it's like every time you try to reload, you get a zombie attacking you from behind, and then they're like breaking down the door, and then the it's game over. So it's like it's some of it's just luck based. So it's like at that point, it's like you just have to have to be patient with it. And it's like I at the I was like at that time, I was like I don't I'll deal with it later. Is like, it just I'm, cheap? Uh, I mean, if I knocked it down the easy, I'll probably get through it. I'm just doing it on normal. Because uh, I'll get that little thing out there. It's like, hey, maybe you should knock down the difficulty, but you can't change it. You know? <laughs> the game's telling you, yeah, you're you garbage right now. Yeah, you suck <laughs> fucking ass. You don't know how to play the game. So. It's like the, uh, it's like the white cat suit on the newer Mario games. You know how it pops up that item? It's like, you might want to use this. Yeah. <laughs> to the point it makes you fucking use it like it's just throwing it at you and you're running into it on accident and like you're like i didn't want this you just ran into it on accident because they fucking stored on the screen it was an item box but now they're just they're making you put on the cat suit yeah put this shit on your garbage we want you to keep advancing in the game but I, yeah i'm almost done at that point but i do like the changes that made in that game it's um it does follow the same whole 24 hours before resident evil 2 and then 24 hours after it and it does uh does retcon some of the stuff on there there's a character that um Brad, I was thinking it was Barry Burton, but it's not. It's uh, Brad Vickers. You know, in the original right. Resident Evil 3, you had two different endings where one he died and, you know, one he survived. And they kind of give you only one choice in this game. And I won't say what it is, so you'll see it. So if you ever get to play it. But okay. I do like it. And it's, uh, there's a cool bit in there where it doesn't do a callback to Resident Evil 2 when it does show, like, uh, like the... The whole bit with the Resident Evil 2 where you had the police officer who was dying and there he got bit. It actually shows him getting bit in this 3-1. You know who he does it to him. So it's like there's a lot of cool shit in there. Like, oh, okay. And, you know, like it answers some awesome. questions. So. Weaving, 
yeah. weaving narratives. I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, but I'm about halfway through. I'm almost done. I mean, I've, I've got almost, like, I think I got one more Nemesis battle I got left to do, and I've almost solved that whole story on there. But I ended up just playing a Final Fantasy VII Remake because that came out, and I was like, I, I think I got 16 hours into it. I'm halfway through the game in Chapter oh, 9 yeah. of 18. And I got mine Saturday and installed that disc, and that's as far as I got. How do you like it? It's good, man. I, I'm kind of sad. I wish there was more. I'm not even near the end, but I'm like, because I think it's probably going to take me 30 hours to get through Midgar, but I'm like, I I like, it's hitting all the right cylinders. I like it. If they would have just kept going, and like, all right, here, volume two with it, I, I wouldn't complain. I'd probably sit there for like 60, 75 hours, play that type of game. Damn. Seems like it has all the best of like all, it has like the, the best of like the, it has the story from seven, and it has like, some of the linear missions from 10 and 13 where you kind of follow the same pathway, but it's not bad. It has uh, right. a lot of the, the weird mini games we got in original Final Fantasy VII. It has their own versions of the weird mini games in this one, too, where it was wacky and shit. And you're like, you're like oh, wow, you know, they, they remember that stuff from 7. They made it yeah. different, but they put it in there still. And and um, I forgot uh, how crazy some of those mini games were, like weightlifting and snowboarding. And then you had like the Golden Saucer that was just nonstop mini games. Yeah, I won't say because I know you're gonna go through it at some point, so I'll let you experience yeah. the magic. So, um, uh, I, I do like it a lot. It, it, there is, it doesn't take long before you start seeing changes in the story. So, like, uh, I, I can see how the, I think we'll just get another volume. I don't know where it's gonna end at. I think we'll get another volume because I'm seeing some of the story bits from the, you know, towards the end of the second disc and right around the third disc where they kind of tell the story. Yeah, kind of weaving. They're weaving it into the beginning, where you're like, oh, okay, where it does make sense, and it kind of like, it's it's. I like it. I like it. I like it a cool. lot. I like Tifa. I like Aerith. I really like Jesse and Biggs and Wedge. This time they got their backstory. They they all have deeper deeper lore. You learn more and more about their backstory and their families and what they did before they. It's it's good. It's good shit. I can't praise it enough. Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. Pretty high on the list so far this year. Uh, the battle system is similar to like um, uh, Final Fantasy 15. It, it takes a lot of the best stuff and just, it works. Uh, they can make another Final Fantasy like this and put 16 out there, and I think I will be okay with it. Awesome. High praise. Yeah. I, I, dude, I like it a lot. It's really good. High praise. It's really good. I, I want to be playing it right now. So I'm like, I'm, I'm finally at the point I'm on chapter nine. I just got to the wall market. So, okay. Which is a fucking huge place. It's even bigger than the original Final Fantasy seven. And there's like yeah. so much more things you can do in there. That's like, it's, it's a good ass game, man. I mean, we'll have to uh, dive deep into it. Once you start playing it, it's good as hell. I just, I'm not even rushing it at this point. I'm like, there's some games I'm like, I got to beat it. I got to beat it. So I can talk about it. I'm like, this point it's like, Nope, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm enjoying every minute of it. It does, get, it does get to the point where um, in normal, it seems like it's kind of cruise control on this and the difficulty where you just go through and you're all right. Yeah. I think about chapter seven at that point, they expect you to use a lot of uh, strategy. So like there's there's stuff in there. Like if you don't have stuff for um, sleep or poison, you're going to fucking die. You know, like if you don't have like those uh, those accessories, like you're not going to be able to like those other games where you can kind of pull through your ears, you're going to get taken out. It's like, there's stuff you have to go and like, okay, I scan them. I know their weaknesses. Uh, lightning. But for whatever reason, I just, I always left my fire material on cloud. I'm going to have to go back and redo that battle and, and change it to lightning so I can get them to stagger like to do in Final Fantasy 15 so you can take off more damage. 
Gotcha. So there's a lot more uh, strategy. It's not the easy go lucky. Press X, press X, press X, and oh, I just need to level up somewhere so I can go back and you know get past this part. It doesn't. It sound like that uh, RPG bullshit thing. There's some challenge to it. So, do you start off where the demo started off? Because um, I spent way too long on that scorpion tank thing, and I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna play this on normal. I've got uh, nothing to prove. Yes, exactly. The demo is the exact same thing. Okay. Uh, but I can see why then at the end of the demo, it's where where it ended it because like right at the end of that bit, they you get your first changes to the story. Like okay, you start seeing that, like this is a reimagining and it's different. So cool. I can't speak highly of the, the personalities, man. Uh, I really like Cloud in this one. He's a more likable character. He's I remember in the original one when you go through, he's kind of like Stonewall. He's very robotic, and you know there's a reason why as you go through the game, that's the way he was. Yeah. And this one, he's like, he sees that, and you know, other people are trying to point that out to him, and you see him like trying to change it, and it's like you see him like trying to become a better person. There's like a lot more, basically, it's a lot more personality. This character is all of them. Like, even just... even with the bear, you know, he's not like in the first game, original game. He tries to pretend he's a hard ass, and he kind of loosens up towards the end of the game. He's like more of like a. Like, oh, he's not, you know, he's not that hard ass he's trying to portray. Like, you get a lot of that in the beginning. So I, I can see why this game, we're going to cut a lot of fluff. I think we're just going to get a second part. I don't think we're just going to be like a three-part game. So I think it's going to be like, you get this part, and then you're going to get the last part. And that's it. So that's so a beautiful story. So. The reimagining definitely benefits from this newer hardware where you couldn't, you could show those expressions and create those emotions on the 32-bit polygons. Yeah, yeah, because even then you get you you get bits on there where like Bear breaks his character and he like he says like oh you know I was worried about you and like I mean I don't care about your ass you know like stuff like that <laughs> you know like where he's like oh I'm the facade I'm breaking the facade that's good that's good because he's like I was worried about you and everybody's like huh and he's like oh I don't care about your ass and he just leaves and he just leaves and it's like you know that's and, good. Uh, there's some, um, like, you know, there's some analogies where, you know, how, you know, Cloud was kind of an outsider in the original Final Fantasy VII. Remember when they go deep in his past? You experience that more in this game more. Like I said, there's a lot of stuff we can talk about, like, that they did. I think they, when you do a remake, there's a lot of stuff people always bitch about. They leave out. I think they've done and weaved it well where, like, they can shorten this game and get the story more. It's, I, it's, I fucking love this game. I, I, I don't yeah I, I fucking love this game that's all I can I praise say. yeah I I'm talking about it now I'm just I, I could probably play this game like two or three times back to back so wow so you're super happy with both uh PS1 reimaginings that we've gotten in the past week yeah yeah I I do and I love Resident Evil 3 man I, Jill's probably one of my favorite characters all the time the whole the bitch can't even swim she's in there like that whole I love her personality she she is good. Uh, she's great. I like her a lot. I can definitely see where they can go through and like remake all these Resident Evil games with these personalities. Like this Jill in this Resident Evil Three is very different than the Jill in Resident Evil Five. So like, I prefer this Resident Evil. I prefer this Jill. Yeah. Like I, I they've written these characters a lot better. It's good to have these new takes on the on classic franchises and stories. Mm-hmm. Especially with the newer hardware, they can take advantage of a lot more. Yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll talk more about it. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure the next time we'll talk about it, I, I might be done with Final Fantasy VII, but I'll wait till you'll play so we can with the balls in there. That way you can kind of experience it yourself. Because there's a, I know you played it. I know you enjoyed the story, and there's a lot of stuff that you know I can see some people get upset with. I liked a lot of the decisions they make in there. It makes sense. 
Yeah. It, it works. It just works. The only the only weird stuff on there, and you'll see it, is there's some there's something going on with the story that is like uh, that review I've read, which is very Kingdom Hearts bullshit. Because you're like, it's weird, and I I don't see it yet. But I guess we'll able to explain it as you go through the story. Gotcha. But it does seem like something they fucking lift off of Kingdom Hearts, like a story bit. So, and, but you'll see it. You'll see it immediately. It's not bad. It's just it had nothing to do with the original game. It's like I don't know where it came from. Like that gotcha. review was right. Kingdom Hearts bullshit. You know, I don't know. Got gotcha. you. Yeah, that's the explanation for it for now until you figure out why it's happening. So. If we don't mention it on here, we'll talk about it off the off air so we can discuss it. Yeah, I mean we'll do, we'll we'll go in details about it as you play through it. So I'll wait. Uh, I mean I don't want you to I want, I want you to go in blind as possible because it's good. I it's really fucking good. It's it's really really good. That is awesome. I'm looking yeah. forward to it as well. All right, anything else? We're gonna wrap this up. Uh, hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's it. I mean outside of a. Uh my uh work pc where i get uh during my lunch breaks so what i have been doing and i don't want to mention because i don't want to jinx it is uh i eat my lunch in like five minutes and then i power on my uh, pc right here and i do ps now and i'm almost done with red dead redemption uno so oh nice i don't want to jinx it because i'm like right at the fucking end so i'm like plugging yeah. away yeah it's a good ass game mm-hmm. still holds up i think some people prefer it to the second one yeah, we'll see how I'll go through the second one after this one. So, yeah. All right. You can catch this podcast every Tuesday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Store, Overcast, SoundCloud, who we just re upped with, <laughs> Stitcher, uh, and iHeartRadio. There you go. And wherever RC's feed, RSS feed is available, you tell us. You can find us and yep. let us know. Let us know, and then we'll mention it on the air. Hey, if you let us know, I'm going to have an extra copy of Borderlands Game of the Year for PC. There we go. Hey. Hit us up. Uh, email us, nofodcast at gmail.com. Um, tag us on Twitter with where you found us. Uh, we're nofodcast on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know, and I'll shoot you a code for uh, Borderlands Game of the Year, the first one. There we go. I got extra code. Um, anything else, sir? Are we ready yep. to wrap this thing up? That's it. Thank you guys for joining us, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Adios. And there's there's one that's on a – I know it's an Xbox podcast, but he's on that Fire Beast Tim Dog. He's on one with – um. Alana Pierce, like, coming up there. I saw it being advertised, and I was like, all right, I guess this is a thing. Hey, man, I get it. You like Xbox. It's cool. Go with but it. But, like, it. professional fanboys, it's just, it's bizarre to me. I don't know. Yeah, they just shit on people when they, anything, something Sony comes out. It's like, oh, they copied, Sony DualSense copied the, the haptic feedback. They copied this, they copied that. I'm like, they took good ideas. That, that controller's been in development for years and years and years. Yeah. So I mean, if it, I mean, even even then, you take other ideas that are you know that work. It's not yeah. like you're taking shitty ideas that don't work and like, oh, we're using this. Who came up with dual analog sticks? Yeah, yeah. I I don't know, man. I don't get it. I'll just sit GameCube, there and I'm like, GameCube misdid the dual analog sticks. <laughs> Fucked yeah. them up. Uh, I don't know, man. 